Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and I am delighted that you are here today. I'm also delighted that my friend, Corey Taylor, is here. He is a phenomenal man of God. He loves the Lord. That is why I wanted to have him on this show because you cannot keep silent about all of the things that the Lord has done for you and neither can I. And so I really just want for us to, to have a great conversation about that. But before we do, I want to talk about how I first met you. So we were living on West Debra and you and your wife moved in right next door to us. Yes, we did. And I took some cookies over or something. I don't know. We we're just welcoming y'all to the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm really not a great cook, but I took something over there. And when I opened up the door, there stood your wife and she was the most beautiful human being that I had ever seen. And I just remember thinking, I have a supermodel who lives right <laughs> next door to me. And she, I mean, breathtaking, breathtaking. I yeah. definitely outkicked my coverage on, yeah, on the Yeah, I would the say so. Uh, I'd say so. How did y'all meet? Well, actually, we um, we went to the same high school, but um, she was two years older than me, and I was, I guess, uh, I was looking at hanging out with the older crowd, and uh, so I knew her because she was a twin, and she had a twin sister there, but uh, the Lord was protecting her from me really? at that time. Um, and so when I was 32 years old, we, uh, I was, the portico had just opened and my sister had come in town and, and my, my father asked if, if I wanted to go have dinner with them. And so we did and, and I really didn't want to, but yeah. I, it was a divine appointment. Yeah. And, um, so I walked on the other side, uh, where the little the bar area was and uh walked up to the corner and and uh there she was she walked yeah. up so you can meet your wife in a bar i, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it but i'm very grateful for that yeah. um and so i i asked her if she was seeing anyone and you know she, she said she'd been seeing a guy but they hadn't established much yet and um that was it yeah. um the lord protected her that night because <laughs> I was not in a good place. Uh, I was not a follower of Christ at the time. And so the next night, a guy was asking me, let's go out, let's go out. And I was just, I was tired of doing that. I was yeah. tired of the life that I was living. And I was like, I don't want to go. And uh, he said, come on, let's go. And we went to this place and I walked through the door and there she was. Really? And it, honestly, it was probably the first time that I ever acknowledged that God had designed this. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a follower at the time, but uh, and so I asked for her phone number, <laughs> and I proceeded to call her at about midnight that night just to make sure it was a was <laughs> the, right the right number. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and then I asked oh, her on a date, God. and the rest is uh, thirteen years later, and three beautiful girls later, yes. we're. Uh, so you have twin girls, and what are their names? Addison and Emery. But they're but they're Marley, ten, and Marley, Marley is came twelve. First. Marley yeah. came first. Marley came when we were at West yeah. on West Deborah. That's right. So um, she sure did. You know, it's it's uh, it's really awesome how the Lord works. Um, 
because the day I met Jesus was uh, February the 6th, 2015. Wow. On a men's retreat, and your husband was there. Yeah. And I remember he was sharing his story, and I was like, golly, man, I had this guy sitting next to me, living next to me <laughs> with his wife, yeah. who he had spoke about. And I was like, how in the world did I allow us not to get to know you, y'all two, yeah. you know? And, and I remember that day, I, it, his, his story impacted me in, in so many ways. And I just told him, I said, I want to get to know you. Yeah. And, and now. And the Lord allowed that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah because you went on to um, be a co-director on a retreat that Adams led. And then you just directed your own men's retreat. Yes. Uh, they, they call it the COVID retreat. But, you know, it was 18 <laughs> months of uh, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And, yeah. But what it did was it, 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 uh, it allowed me and my other co-directors to just continue to draw closer yeah. and continue to, we would get, you know, uh, the date would be this and then they would say the COVID yes, ramped up and so we're not going to be able to do <laughs> it and it was just peaks and valleys. But, um, you know, what was really cool about that was uh, before COVID ever happened, they had asked me to, to direct and um, that day the Lord revealed the, the Ephesians 6, the stand firm yes. with your armor. Mm -hmm. It was revealed three different times in a 24-hour period. And that was our theme. I love that. And, you know, it was our theme for for 12 months. And, uh, and the Lord really wanted you to know that lesson. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> and that has just been one of my verses that yeah. when it says, when you have, when you have stood continue to stand, you know, and um, right. that's what we're, our job as Christians to do is no matter what, we're going to stand firm in, in his word and, and what he did on the cross for us. Yeah. Okay. There, there's so much that I want to talk about because um, surrender is a, is a big thing that you have used in your directing of retreats and so have I, but before we get there, let's go back to how you said that you met Jesus in February. So <clears throat> tell Tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, so um, I grew up, and um, I would have argued with you beforehand, but but looking back with with the lenses of Christ, my idol was uh, was sports. That's that's that was my identity. Um, yeah. I grew up, played whatever sport that the season was, and um, I wound up playing college baseball. I played a little bit of college football, but I decided that they're bigger than me. And so baseball was the safer route. So I played college baseball at ULM and um, I went on to play a little bit of professional baseball in the minor leagues. And if I'm being honest, I went to church because my mother told me that's what we needed to yeah. go do. And there was never a, 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 a directive to, to have a relationship. It was more, mm -hmm. we're going to check a box. And and um, I, I, I don't fault her. I don't fault my father. It's just, you know, these are generational things that, mm -hmm. that um, you see in the Bible that, that there, there are generations that continue to do, you know, they forget the blessings that God gave them in, in the book of Judges, the whole generation was right, without know. knowing what, what, what God did. And so, um, so I didn't have a foundation. And um, 
I met a girl that I thought I was going to marry in, in, in college, and, uh, and she rocked my world uh, mm -hmm. when I was 26. And so um, without a foundation, my house was demolished. And um, then um, a friend said, here, take this. It'll make you feel better. And mm -hmm. so that was my introduction to drugs. And, and so there was about six years of, uh, I remember my friend looked at me and he, right afterwards, he said, welcome to the dark side. Wow. And it was kind of a joke in the car, but you know, it, really it was, it was dark, but mm -hmm. you know, what is darkness? Darkness is the absence of light. Right. And what is light? Christ is light. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I used to think that that was the darkest times of my life, but truthfully, the darkest times of my life were, were for the first 40 years of my life. Yeah. Um, I didn't have Christ in my life, so it was dark. Mm -hmm. See, darkness is, doesn't have to always be addiction. It doesn't have to be divorce. It doesn't have to be death of a loved one. Mm -hmm. it, it's just the absence of Jesus. That's good. And, That's right. Um, so... I was making a great living. I had a, a wife that I did not know how to treat. Like mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us how we're supposed to treat our wives. But we had a, a, a worldly good marriage. We had three beautiful kids, and I was walking in darkness. And that's the scariest place that you can be. Yeah, And, uh, sure. you know, I get emotional because... I could still be walking in darkness, mm -hmm. but I got God. invited to come meet Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it happened to be on a men's retreat, and it was—they wouldn't tell you about anything, and and I just had to accept the invitation. And and looking back, that's all we have to do to have a relationship with Christ is accept the invitation of what He did. That's good, Corey. Um, on the cross for us, so that we could have a way back to Him. And um, so, yes. You said I'm, uh, that I can't stop talking about it because I can't. Mm -hmm. Because when you're rescued, you never forget the person who rescued you. And um, right. he did. He rescued me, and I was in a great place. Mm. By the worldly standards, I was in a great place. Yeah. Um, it didn't take an addiction for me to get to that point. I was just I was in darkness, and and man... It just, and it really wasn't, it wasn't a gospel presentation. It was men being servants and shining the light that Christ was shining through them and just loving me. It was wow. the love that was in that whole room that whole weekend, and I was just like, I didn't know this existed. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, to say that, that my marriage is, uh, you know, I've actually learned how to be a husband now. I've actually learned how to be a father who can lead my children and my wife. But it took a lot of, of years of uh, doing it the wrong way, even when I was walking with Christ. And But men like, like your husband Adams and, and Jeff Fitzgerald and, and other mm -hmm. men that, that God has surrounded me with, has, has they've, they've discipled me and showed me areas where I might have 
not been doing it the way that God had designed it. And um, yeah. so just the provision of the people that God has put in my life and and um, and the people that put in, in Deanne's life is just, we look back and go, man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're just grateful. We're grateful that we are where we are and that, that we have people that you can, you're one click away from getting hundreds of people to pray for you in certain situations and uh, and just loving you where you are. That's and, right. uh, I really like how you describe that about being loved because that is that is what Christ is. He is love. He is, and he embodies that. Oh, hold on, let me try that one more time. <laughs> it's like you get, you get off your roll and then you can't get back on. Okay. We're good. I really like how you were talking about loving you to Christ. And that is exactly what we are called to do as Christians, you know, and it says that they will know we are Christians by our love. And that is what these men did for you is that they didn't do anything extravagant. They just loved you like Christ was. And he was pursuing you the entire time. And so as, as you were seeing these men just love you to Christ, it was irresistible almost. And, you know, uh, God has just given me a very simple mind, um, and I'm thankful for that um, because it it wasn't it wasn't scripture, it wasn't them. It I wouldn't have been able to recognize it because at the point I didn't have the Holy Spirit. That's good. I didn't have the the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit to interpret anything, uh, but I knew what love was. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be a Christian to know love, and and the right. Bible says love never fails um and so it has allowed me to over the last six and a half almost seven years um he always goes back and reminds me of where i was Mm -hmm. remember remember when you didn't know me remember when you thought that the that acts was a retreat and you didn't even know that the the acts was a book of the bible it's a real funny story uh so we come off the retreat, and a friend of mine says, okay, y'all ready to walk? And I was like, yes, where are we going, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he said, we're going to start a Bible study at 5 a.m. on Thursday. I was like, all right, good. He said, we're going to be in the book of Acts. I was like, no, we did that last weekend. <laughs> I, you know, like, I was yeah. so new to this yeah. thing, I was like, he's like, no, it's actually in the Bible. Yeah. It's a book of, we're going to be in Acts mm-hmm. chapter 1. So, um. That's so, that discipleship, too, yes. that, that you had talked about. Yes. It is. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I think there, the, there's pride that lives on both sides of this thing. When you know so much about this, you mm. can become too prideful and forget to love people. Okay. I'm tracking. And when you don't know anything about this, you're too prideful to ask yes. somebody to teach me. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point, God says, I, I oppose the proud and, I, and I'm going to give favor to the humble. At some point, you have to be humble enough to go, at one point, I never learned anything. I never knew anything about this. That's so good. I've got to go back there. Mm-hmm. And I, all he wants us to do is to know who he is. Right. And you don't have to, he I want to, I, I want to, I want to teach you right where you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to memorize the scripture before you come to me. You don't have to get over this addiction before you come to me. You don't have to, you know, uh, 
restore your marriage. I'll do all those things. Yes. Just come to me. Yeah, that's good. And, and I'm going to tell you Just get to the end of yourself. And he tells me that all the time. It's like, once you're willing to come to the end of yourself, April, then I can start to work. <laughs> it's like, yes, and that's sir. The, that's, to me, yeah. that's one of those deals where that's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Uh, pick up your cross and follow me. He, there's a word in there that says daily. That means surrender your what you want for, for what I want in your life. Right. Every day, every minute, every hour. And do we get it right? No. We're like, yeah. I'm like to, a pastor said to lead your family, you have to be the lead repenter. You have to be the one that That's good. apologizes the most. That, and yeah. it really does uh, uh, take humility to do that. And um, my, my kids will tell you that uh, when dad makes a mistake, he, we, we huddle up. And I just tell them. Yeah. And I tell them why. You know, and I think that's... You're modeling that. That's one of the, the biggest things. Uh, growing up in these, you know, manly generations where the what was sometimes revealed, but the why wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't do this. Why? Well, because when I did this, mm-hmm. this is where this is where it took me, and I don't want you to go that route. Right. So... Um, that's good. I, I, I think that that's smart just from a parenting standpoint of being able to say, you know, I want, I want what's best for you. And if you can learn from my mistakes, then please do that so that you don't have to make the same mistake. But one of the things that you had just said about um, being, being well-versed in the Word, and then sometimes it, it becomes a stumbling block for you, versus somebody who has never opened up the word. And I, I think almost that's why it was so refreshing for me to see you and your passion for God's word, because I had been, I, I was raised in a home. We had Sunday school and Bible and I, I, all of those things I, in front of me all the time. And I, I didn't have the same hunger and thirst for it that a new believer did, but seeing somebody like you just having, oh man, like it is your daily bread and you just, you couldn't get enough of it. That was refreshing for somebody like me to see. And it's like, man, I, I want that too. You know, I want, I want to have that in my life. And so I think that there is the danger of just being too complacent. Just like you said, that's a, a very, very good point. Um, but one of the things that, that I love about your walk with the Lord is that you are not ashamed and you will shout it from the rooftops. I said that earlier that, that you cannot be silent. And I have seen you just really, it's almost like this compelling force that you can't, you can't help it. You just want everybody to know about this Jesus that rescued you and saved you. And I think that that, that's an amazing thing. So just talk a little bit about what does it mean to not be ashamed of the gospel? Wow. Uh, To me, it's, you know, I I look at Paul and we we were actually just reading Galatians, uh, the book of Galatians uh, with with your husband about 30 minutes ago. 
And he was just talking about, um, I'm not here to please people. I'm here to please my Lord and Savior yeah. who, who went to the cross on my behalf because my sins actually put him there. And that's hard to sometimes swallow. But, you know, um, I think about the reason why I'm unashamed is because as, as I've grown in my, in my walk and, and, and my belief and my faith has, has strengthened over these last seven years is the, the depth of what happened, the magnitude of what went down thousands of years ago. If somebody, one of those 12, would have been unashamed, if they'd have been ashamed to put this thing mm-hmm. together to give us hope, because the Old Testament was pointing to the hope that was coming. Mm-hmm. If there wasn't a New Testament, we have no hope. If there was no Jesus, if these guys were, you know, if they would have, if they would have sat in the upper room and said, you know what, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing. And then the Holy Spirit came on them. They were like, oh, we know exactly what to do. And they went out. And if, if me being persecuted in a little mild manner compared to being hung upside down on a cross like Peter did, you know, and all the other disciples who died martyrs' deaths, you know, because the Bible says if you deny me in front of yeah. everybody, then I'm going to deny you. And, and um, so he uses us as vessels. He could do it his own. He could do it. He could reveal himself to everybody in, in his own way, but, but he's used people from the beginning. That's right. He used the prophets, then he used the disciples, and he's used them all for his glory to point back to him. And, you know, I think the lie that that the the father of lies tells us is, you're not worthy. Yeah. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And and he's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. With the Holy Spirit, we can do it. With the power of the resurrection, Jesus Christ, who sent his spirit down here, so that we could have the same power that raised him from the grave. Right. You know, we, we can do it. And he, that, that's our calling is we, we can't relate to, to Jesus. He's too powerful. And if we, he had to come down and rela- be relatable to the disciples. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, this, yeah. is the, this is the parallel of, of April Rogers' journey, of Corey Taylor's journey of whoever journey is, you have to go and be relatable mm-hmm. to those who yeah. don't know me. Yeah. And all you're doing is pointing yes. back to me. Just like what you were talking about with the men loving you to that they just, particular... They were just pointing me to, to the man who, who, who loved us all. Right. You know? so. and, I, and I also think about um, the brotherhood and the sisterhood that it has created... And one of the biggest blessings of my life has come because of the community that the Lord built between you and my husband and the other people that have been in in this faith walk with us. And I, I know that I had the opportunity to come and to speak to the men's group that one time. And I was just talking about how 
it has impacted me in my life, just the trickle-down effect that it has had because of men like yourselves loving my husband. And same for the women's side of things, you know, me being able to love on your wife and the other women, it just trickles down into our different families. But there was a dark time in my life whenever Adams was going through some intense pain and I was struggling because I just seeing him in pain and you and the brotherhood came alongside me and lifted me up so that I could minister to him. And that's what this is all about. That's what being on this side of eternity means that we have fellowship with one another and that's how we can walk in the light so I want to thank you again well thank you you know for coming alongside of us and to really really showing us Christ's love uh, when I needed it and you you called me you're like I think I called the right person because I could you could tell I was struggling yeah. in that moment and, and it's only because it's been done to me before and yeah. you know and and that's, I think that's what he did when he when he washed their feet. He told them, "Now, now you go and yeah, do it to somebody else." That's and right. It, you know, the community of believers, of of friends that that are brothers and sisters in Christ in this area is is not to be taken for granted. Because absolutely, I, I pray that it becomes you know worldwide. But Me too. as you can, if you even look in the newspaper, it's uh, there's a lot of division and and. There's not a lot of division in Christ. That's right. There's there's none. We can stand together. Stand firm. Stand firm. Keep on standing. Okay, so this conversation has been fantastic, but I I have one more question that I want to ask you. It's a lighter question. What is one thing that is lightening your load these days? You know, you you told me you were going to ask this question. I was like, oh, my goodness, you were going to ask this at one point, um, I was pouring out all mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. I was leading a Bible study on Thursday morning, and I was leading a Bible study on Monday morning. Uh, one of the, the guy that was leading the, the Bible study on Monday morning, he had a child. They had a brand new baby. They were going through that season. You know mm-hmm. that season. It's mm-hmm. it's it's tough <laughs> to just <laughs> function, much less lead a lead a Bible study and. And, um, man, what God allowed me to do is pour into men and disciple men. And now he's allowed me to take a back seat Wow! and watch other men get in the front and start leading. And so that has lightened my load to allow them to to fill me back up, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, I think, that's that's one of those things that's and it's it's it has taken years of learning to you know you you can't you can't say yes to every retreat right you can't because I got I've got four disciples at my house right one I'm being my wife and my three little kids and 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 um, so there's got to be a balance and but watching other men step up. Mm-hmm. and lead on, on Wednesday nights and Monday mornings and Thursday mornings and Sundays. You're wa- you get to watch 
how God is strengthening the kingdom of, of believers. And they, they started out just like myself, drinking a bottle. And now there's meat and now there's... Yeah. And so it's it's one of those deals where you've get, I've gotten to watch that, not only with those men, but I've gotten to watch my wife who came to Christ last year, October 24, 2020. It was, yeah. It was a very... Uh, Great day. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, coincidentally, she's going to be sharing her testimony exactly 365 days to the day uh, this coming up weekend. God's timing is always perfect. (laughs) It is. And he is perfect. And um, Mm -hmm. so, yes, just uh, it's just a beautiful thing, just being being around believers. It's Mm -hmm. always encouraging. Right. Um, And sometimes... Us being willing to pass that microphone off means that it's somebody else's appointment to step up and to testify. And I love that because you and I are in a very similar season of life right now. And it's been neat to be able to do ministry alongside of you and Deanne. And I know Adams feels the same way, but you are a light in my life. So thank you for shining so brightly for him, for for encouraging me in my faith walk, and I'm grateful for you. We're right back at you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for tuning into the Reflecting Light Show. We hope that you enjoyed it and you got some positivity out of it. If you did, please let us know and share it with a friend. Until next time, go and be the light.